0: Hello everyone, this is Paul Brandon, PJ Professional with Believe in Tennessee Golf here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Our show is a breakdown of all things golf in the volunteer state. We cover men's and women's golf tournaments, professionals, amateur events, and dive into junior golf as well. We will talk to the players, the instructors, and the organizers. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. You can also find us on your favorite directories, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at, at pbrandon 21 or on Twitter at QIC underscore golf pro. So, Farmers is in the books. Tory Pines, we all know this is a tournament uh, that Tiger Woods has carried on his back for a long time. Winning seven of the events there and winning a U.S. Open. We saw some great highlights from him. Uh, The amazing run at the leaderboard, the shot on Sunday, final day, second hole, two hops in the bottom of the cup and then spins out. I don't know how it didn't go in. But we're not here to talk about Tiger. We're here to talk about Tennessee golf. Players in the field. Uh, This week we had Brent Staniker, We had Scott Stallings. We also had Wes Roach and Peter Malinati. Wes and... Peter both shot two over, missing the cut. But we had two of our guys, Brandt and Scott, both make the cut. Scott shot 200, tying for 49th with rounds of 71, 69, 74, 72. And Brandt had a T3, 12 under. Great job there. He was right there neck and neck with Leishman. Leishman shoots seven under on the final day. Brandt shoots four, and there's where he comes up just a couple of shots short. But... Great final round, closing 68, but he started 69, 67, 72, finishing with that 68. So great job there, Brent. Uh, we'll see Brant and Peter next week at the Waste Management in Arizona, the wildest, craziest fan crowd-based stadium golf you can ever see. So I want to thank my good friend Jared Melson again for coming on last week and spending some time with us. Um, Very entertaining, talking about playing in majors, playing with uh, major winners, making the cut in the Senior PGA Championship, and him finishing in the first-team All-Pro golf team. Um, But some questions that kind of came up as far as we talked a little bit last week about his warm-up and his practice routine and how he walks himself through the bag. And it had a couple of questions come up through that. We had uh, Joe uh, on Instagram asking how many shots do you normally hit in a warm-up? Um, going back to the video from, or the audio from last week, he really has a different number. He's a feel player. He's going to hit balls until he has that feeling. Now, a lot of players on tour have a more systematic approach. Uh, it will consist of 17 lob wedges, and, and then moving on to 8, 9 irons, and you'll see them progress through the whole bag like that. And just working on whether they go to the putting ring first or the chipping ring first or where they spend the time on the range. Um, the biggest thing is each person finds their own individual warm-up and practice routine. Uh, numerous times for other students of mine, I've gone on and found players uh, on YouTube. And there are people out there who just break down. The warm-up, how many minutes they get there before and how many shots. And I know Rory actually has a a water break in the middle of it. And Jordan Spieth has his caddy video, a couple of swings, so that he can analyze that day and see what it looks like. Um, But the important thing is finding yours. Um, We see a lot uh, of, of the players that spend their time split where they go to the putting green first, go to the range, and then they come back to the putting green. So each of them is working on something different. So find that that thing that makes your game the best, your strong points, and work on it uh, in your warm-up so you get a good feeling with it. But also spend some time on the areas that are a struggle. Your short game, your chipping, your bunkers, uh, your putting. So Joe, I hope that kind of helps answer some of those questions. Uh, again, just research YouTube and look up Tiger Woods or Jason Day or Rory McIlroy, Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth, Dustin Johnson, any of those guys, and you can find their warm-up routines from events. Uh, and you can go in and take what you like of what they're doing and apply it to your game and, and figure out what works better for you. Another question we got from Tommy on Instagram was, Talking about our goals, so Jared and I got kind of a, or my qu- final question to him was what were his goals for 2020? And we had a really good conversation about this, and he mentioned he didn't really have the goals of trying to win three or four tournaments or trying to make the cut of these events, but he had more of a process goal, and I mentioned just hitting more fairways and hitting more greens to give himself the chances, and he you know, alluded to that was a really good idea and, and definitely how he thought about it. So what I challenge you all to do, uh, especially Tommy taking this one, is track your next four or five rounds. Figure out how many fairways you hit, how many greens you hit, and how many putts you hit, uh, and and total number of putts. Using that information, we can actually predict your rounds uh, and what they should be. So it tells us if we're struggling with our chipping, maybe you're hitting enough greens, but your putting's not there, so it might be proximity to the hole. But instead of going out trying to shoot particular numbers uh, as goals, try and just hit more fairways, but use the statistics early on. Like I said, just track your next four or five rounds and figure out how many fairways you're hitting and how many greens and how many putts. And if you're able to hit nine or more fairways, then you're capable of shooting in in the mid-70s. If you're able to hit nine to 11 12 greens around you're capable of shooting it in the mid 70s so it's not hitting every green it's not hitting every fairway but it's just putting yourself in those positions to score better throughout the day and it's just easier when you're on the green to two putt than it is to get up and down in most cases a uh, good bad putts most times better than a good chip um, but again you'll kind of see that across the board but use those uh, numbers look at your stats take a hard look at your game get subjective for a second step back and realize is it your driver that's really killing you is it your irons that are really killing you is your putter or what combination so again Tommy I hope that helps you a little bit uh, keep firing those questions in I love doing this so mark from Nashville talks about fitting I know I went into this to a couple of episodes ago. Uh, looking at the fitting props uh, process, finding the clubs that work best for you. Um, And we just had the PJ show last week. So a lot of new products hitting the market, Uh, the Tenermade Sim, the Callaway Maverick, uh, Pings launching some new irons. Everybody's got something relatively new coming out or just came out during the Christmas season. So it's really getting in there and, and, Walking you through it. So I was doing a fitting in the shop uh, the other day, for example, and one of my students comes in with an older set of uh, Calway Big Berths. Again, great club, very forgiving, has worked for a long time. What we're able to do with launch monitors and going through the fitting protocols, uh, we're able to get a baseline number. So had him go through, got a ball speed, club head speed, spin rate, launch angle, angle descent, uh, again, just some of the parameters that we look at, and, and then a the carry distance, and gave me a baseline. And, and we were testing 7-iron, because most everybody's uh, fitting systems comes with a 7-iron these days. And we were able to get 143, 144 yards carry, which, you know, very solid numbers if you're trying to hit 7-iron, the magical 150 uh, that they talk about. And we went through, and this is not a, a product testing for me telling you who, who's he, who's best, but it's hitting each club and figuring out what is best for you. So we went through one manufacturer, and we were able to test their club, and we saw their ball speed increase. Now they weren't swinging any faster, but it just shows that the head is doing more for them. Uh, launch angle came up, spin rate stayed up, angle descent, which is just the fall rate of the ball. And with an iron, you went to fall at a higher number, so it has a better chance of holding the green. And what we're able to see is this ball speed went up 5, 6, 7 miles an hour, and all of a sudden they're flying at 15, 16, 17 yards further in the air, and it's coming in and it's stopping much quicker, so it's a more playable shot, and we're able to test and see that. And then we go through the next manufacturer and we do the same thing, and the very next company we saw very similar launch spins, carry distance within a couple of yards. But the thing that we looked at in his case, uh, and we did the same test with a third, and the third company did amazing as well. But what we're able to notice is the offline. So it's not only about hitting it further, but it's hitting it further while controlling it. And, and the deciding factor that day is there's only a yard or two difference uh, in carry side by side. But the biggest change is one of the manufacturers club for this particular Particular player was seven yards straighter um, so it's going the same distance now we're flying it you know 160 165 yards and they're able to get it seven yards closer to the pin on their miss hit uh, their average shot is basically 21 feet closer and you've just got a much better chance of scoring so distance is the key that everybody talks about But your longest driver doesn't win every tournament. It's normally, again, there's some exclusions, but it's normally the player that's hitting a higher percentage of their fairways and they're hitting a higher percentage of the greens. Uh, I know one of the stats that always used to amaze me about Tiger in his prime is in the tournaments, in the events he won, he led the field or was at the top of the field uh, in greens and regulation. So he was giving himself more birdie putts than the rest of the players. Uh, and, and that holds true to everybody's game. A player that hits 15 greens is going to have a much better chance of scoring than a player who only hits 9 greens. I mean, yes, you may have a great short game, but if you keep forcing yourself to make 5- and 6-footers to save par, it's going to make for a long day on the golf course. Uh, same thing holds true with the driver. I mean, we're looking for the distance. was sat in uh, another instructor's uh, fitting the other, in fact, last night, um, and, you know, his student, his student had amazing club at speed and tour-level ball speed and was just crushing it. But it was 20, 30 yards off center in either direction, so he's got this huge miss. And, and yes, it's great to hit it 300, 300-plus, 300 but if you can't find the fairway enough, it, there's no advantage to hitting wedge when you're hitting it from rough and not being able to spin it. So... Distance is what everybody's looking for, but you've got to hit it straight as far as you can. Um, or as far as you can a straight, either way. But you it's way easier to play this game from an accurate position and a controlled lie. So when you go through your fitting process uh, with all the new product out there, go see your PGA professional, go to your retailers, go through the, the, the club companies, do the demo days hit yours on the monitors against theirs and look at your overall accuracy along with your distance and kind of use those numbers to make your best decisions. So Mark, I hope that helps you out on your fitting process. Um, Definitely get you one booked pretty soon and we'll see, or surely somebody can help you find, hit some better clubs there. Um, Moving on. uh, Jennifer wrote in about junior golf. How, how do we get started? Um, talking about Jared's conversation last week, how he started playing in tournaments at four and a half, um, got his first little trophy there and stayed with it and competitive to this day and how he started competing consistently at seven or eight years old and how you get your child involved um, in looking at it. So Jennifer was wondering what do we have for junior golf in, in the state, and where's a great starting point uh, to make sure your child's going to enjoy it and love the game? Uh, and, and Jennifer, I'll tell you, um, I actually have an 11-year-old daughter uh, that plays uh, some. Again, it, it's not her passion, but it's something fun she enjoys doing with her dad. And the way I got her started is at the age of two, I got her a putter. Uh, we would go out to the putting green when she chose to. Uh, we would spend 20, 30 minutes, just let her putt around and get a feeling and enjoyment. Um, when she started trying to make full swings on the putting green, we paused right there. Um, my wife and I got together, bought her a set, and we started playing. When she turned seven, we signed her up for the uh, drive chip and putt uh, and started competing. Now, the drive chip and putt is national. There will be local, regional, um, and statewide qualifiers. Its points totals based on hitting three tee shots and three chips and three putts from certain distances. And then there's chances to advance. And if you make it all the way, you can make it all the way to Augusta national. And that is held the Sunday before the week of the masters, which is an amazing, uh, show. If you get a chance jump, turn on the golf channel or NBC, uh, on Sunday before the masters and and watch it with your children to see. But so we get her out there at seven years old and she, you know, she hits her hybrid and play and she's tickled to death. Um, and so we've done that for the last couple of years and she's still enjoying it. It's something fun to do. um, Again, Jared got into uh, golf at tournament at his local club. Um, I was very similar. Uh, moved around a couple of different clubs when I was little. Um, and I found kind of a home, had a good junior program. The the pro there was amazing, um, ran the clinics and really took us under his wing and taught us more than just golf, really taught us a lot of life lessons. But we would get together and on Thursday afternoons after school and in the summer he would go out and he we would scramble um, as we're all 6th, 7th, 8th grade, uh, and we would scramble against him and he would just beat our brains out. But again, it was that competition and seeing – what somebody could do and how do you push yourself and getting better? Um, it's just finding that. Uh, Snedeker's, uh, Brant Snedeker has the Sned store here in Tennessee, and I know registration's open for it. Uh, I believe it was on the 20th, so nine days ago. So the schedule should be up. So you can go to golfhousetennessee.com, click on Junior Golf, um, look at the Sned stuff. He'll direct link you directly to his website. Uh, but yeah, the Sned store has tournaments for nine holes, 18 holes. They have a um, master series. They have a tour series. So depending on your skill level, you can definitely get involved. They'll also have some links on the website of junior local junior golf in your area. Um, that way you can see if you're in Knoxville or, or in Chattanooga or Nashville or Memphis or wherever. You should find some links to the uh, golf sites there, uh, the local events. Uh, and, you know, get your kids out there and play and enjoy and just if it's going out to the nine hole course a couple of times a week in the summer with them to, to see it's a passion because golf is a game you can play for life. It's not unlike football and basketball as the body gets older and injuries start to creep in, it gets tougher and tougher to play. And, and with golf, it's not. We see very competitive players, 50s, 60s, even 70s on the Champions tour. store. Um, a lot of your Club championships for your senior divisions are are still high-level golfers playing at that. So it's a game for life, and you can make so many friends and and contacts from that. So definitely check out the uh, websites. Get your children involved. Drive, Chip, and Putt is a great place to start. It's a free qualifier. Sign up. Go play uh, and see about growing that love for the game. So, Jennifer, I hope that kind of helps you out a little bit. Uh, like I said, GolfHouseTennessee.com uh, is kind of your starting point of all Tennessee golf. So you can click on there. It has the Junior Foundations. It has the Tennessee PGA, the TGA, and even the Golf Foundation. So go to the website, GolfHouseTennessee.com. You can find out everything you need to about junior golf in the state. So I actually got a really good question uh, coming through the feeds, and you know, here I am now in my fourth or fifth episode. And Austin was like, Paul, who are you? So again, sorry to be late to the party and introduce myself, but my name is Paul Brandon. I'm a PJ professional here in Nashville. I'm a teaching uh, director of instruction, teaching professional, um, history, uh, played high school golf, went to college, uh, got out of school, worked on my game, thought I was going to go to Q school. Uh, it was all about me playing on tour kind of like Jared talked about uh, in our conversation last week. And for me, I want to work at a golf course to save up enough money to go to Q school. And within two or three weeks, they've moved me inside, asked me if I want to go through the program. I had a few friends had done it, but I really didn't know what it meant. Found out, took the first part, the player ability test, passed that moved on to the, the books for the PG on the professional golfer management course. Um, went through that, graduated 13 years ago with my class a um just meaning i'm eligible to teach fit run golf courses centers things like that uh have worked as an assistant across the state a couple of locations i've been the head pro at a country club i've worked as a fitter as a instructor as a merchandiser um and my passion and love has always been for teaching and so the position for me came open three years ago to kind of step in and start teaching full time. I took it. I absolutely love it. Um, it's, it's one of those things I never had a bad day at it. A little bit about my playing resume. Now I'm not near as solid a player as Jared is. We're good friends, but he beats me more times than not. And I, will admit that to his face. Um, but, uh, started playing in tournaments, turning professional 20 years ago. Um, Early on, I was a pretty solid player, would normally finish in the assistance cup matches, which if you go back to Hello World episode, I talked about that a little bit. Uh, made the cup team four or five years, moved on, uh, got my class A, was no longer classified as an assistant. I've played on the cup teams here in Tennessee three years. It's uh, so very fortunate to make that and play for the charity and the camaraderie of the Ams versus the Professionals. I've uh, won three tournaments here in this section, uh, 2004 Assistance Championship, 2003 the Signal Mountain Open, and uh, 2010 uh, Harold Eller at Old Hickory. Um, but again, it's just, I love the game, I enjoy teaching, I, I want to make people better, help them, and how this podcast came to be. Um, so just really had done some radio with some companies before and kind of understand the talking to the audience and realized that nobody really had anything for local. If you want PJ tour covers or you can find it a thousand places. And I used to be one of those stations that we did that, but nobody covered, covered the local area, the local players. Um, remember doing interviews with people uh, during the LPJ championship and, the senior LPGA Championship that's held up at French Lick, and, and you know just really talking about golf, but not talking about what people do on the local level, and, and that's where this podcast came to be. I just wanted to talk about Tennessee golf. Uh, I've got some really good guests lined up throughout the year. Just the biggest thing right now is timing. Uh, weather's been bad; it's hard to get out. People are. All cooped up, and again, you know, we're all waiting for that that spring fever, March, to roll around, and the weather to break. So once we get that going, once we get some tournaments, it'll be a lot more people talking. I'll do tournament coverage uh, from the events that I'm playing in, with the leaders and and who's up there, and even the ones I'm not playing. And we're still going to reach out to some guys, guys and girls and get them get them here on the show and see what we can do. Um, I hope to look at uh, again getting a lot of the instructors from the area uh, that are working with the players that are playing well, uh, looking at the junior programs and who's playing well in in the am sides, the amateur side. And again, just for me, it's about love of the game. Um, So Austin, um, I hope that kind of answers your questions of who I am and and what I know about. Um, Austin said he was eight when he started playing the game, got himself a set of junior clubs that consisted of the driver, 5-wood, 7 or 9-inch sandwich putter, and used to go out with his parents. Um, got him for his birthday, would go to the range, started playing with his dad. When he was about 8, he got hooked um, and just wanted to play golf all the time. So, Austin, keep it up. Thank you for that question. Again, thank you, everyone, for listening to me uh, talk about golf here in Tennessee. I hope you chime in through Instagram and Twitter. You can find me on Instagram at pbrandon21 or on Twitter at QIC underscore golf pro. Um, last week ran a little long with Jared being on, so I'll cut you all a little short this week. Uh, it gets boring listening to me talk all the time, so I'll definitely try to get some more guest on soon but if you enjoy the show please subscribe and rate us on itunes you can also find us on your favorite directory spotify google play stitcher luminaire and tune in you can find us at believe.com or at believe podcast get out play some golf and if you got any questions let me know thank you so much everybody have a great week